Hello, meathead hippies. I am on top of a rock at a trail in Colorado called Three Sisters. I think the real name is Alderf Park. I'm your host, Emily Schramm, and this is a podcast for all those who are ready to feel their way through life. (laughs) And instead of doing something and then feeling if that is wrong or right based on signs and symptoms, there's an opening of perception we can have for ourselves to allow for us to maybe feel into it first before we do. And that's just a lot of retraining and rewiring and reprogramming what we're used to. But it is so timely and so perfect because if we are to bring our best selves forward, our biggest selves forward, the most of ourselves, all the pieces of who we are, all the hobbies, all the things, um, all the parts of us, if we're able to bring that forward in a powerful way, it has to be done in a different way. I was thinking about this a lot today for a few reasons. Number one, there is a, was a full moon in Aquarius. We just kind of dropped from 100% down to 99.9%. But within the full moon, what was kind of missed being talked about, which we have a huge, amazing support for the moon (laughs) with all the things, bird quiz, muse, healing in our membership. So there's lots of great support for learning about new moon, full moon astrology. But what's so fun is that the full moon went full in Aquarius, which is all this innovative, powerful energy of how to do things differently. But then as soon as it went full, it went void. (laughs) The moon transition signs from Aquarius moving into Pisces. And in that transition, there is what's called a void of course moon. Uh, It's off course in some ways, but that's a belittling way of saying it's transitioning. And I think within that time, you know, people will share not doing important decisions in those transitions and um, avoiding making big life changes in those situations. But for the void, of course, moon, when it's transitioning, I actually find that that's when I can tap into my own moon, which is a cancer moon more often, like it's more, it's more accessible. So as it was transitioning and it then went to Pisces, we kind of had this like double full moon. We had a full moon in Aquarius with a very short transition period because sometimes those transition periods are too long and it wouldn't have been full. But in Pisces, it stayed full. And when I think of that, that two prong full moon after a super moon or a blue moon, two full moon Aquariuses, it's nuts because I think of Pisces as perception. I think of Pisces as feel and really seeing through things in a way that allows clarity instead of doing things into clarity. And so it all really brought up this awareness of how do we teach ourselves how to feel? How do I, how do I teach myself and my brain where to go when? And also how do I, you know, in all the things I do, bring everyone around me up with the things that I I am tangibilizing and working on in my own life through this, you know, wounded warrior or uh, Chiron 
healer, wounded healer journey that I will forever be on. And so I really sat with this the last 24 hours, understanding what is the important, you know, what's just kind of noise and more things and things that are cute and fun, but what is impactful, but also what do I also really enjoy doing? And all of us are kind of putting those pieces together, right? We're like, okay, here's who I am. Here's what I love. Here's how I can help. What does that look like if we put it all together? And can it be something that becomes our life or a part of our life or a career twist or a pivot (laughs) or a hobby that we get to explore? How do we become more in alignment with who we are by pulling in more parts of our life into that same cup, into that same equation? And so I think about this so often with the gym in Denver, Platform Strength and classes and also this idea of all the programs we've done, MFIT challenges, superhero challenges, um, body awareness project, you know, all these different types of modalities for teaching and then in turn kind of gifting or giving somebody an avenue to access deeper, bigger parts of themselves through movement, macros, micros, mobility, all the medicine that we can give through a lens of wellness. But I think it's just so important to talk about the bigger picture, which is we have the ability to one, say, tell me what to do. Just give me the plan. I'm going to show up to the class. I don't have to think about it. My life is too busy. Just make it easy for me (laughs) and just give me the raw data that says X plus Y equals Z and that's it. And that's what I'm going to do. And those plans exist, right? Those plans have existed. It's doing it, then evaluating yourself through the process of doing it or at the end of doing it and deciding, did I like it? Did I not like it? Versus a very sustainable long-term conversation with self, which is learning how to do, create, feel, learn how to do it for yourself completely and wholly. An example being, if there's no class for you to do your strength routine, do you feel confident doing that strength routine on your own when you travel or when you go into a gym and there's nobody there? How do we harness that motivation and inspiration on a consistent basis in a way that is consistent enough to actually get us the results that we crave? How do we do that if we have to depend on classes? So is there a middle? And I think absolutely, right? There is such a beautiful support and community with classes and energy that you can't replace, experiences in person. But as we all saw when that got stripped, when we got that taken away, It changed so much in us, changed how we perceived fitness. It changed how we felt about working out on our own. And so can we find a a middle? (laughs) Can we find a middle of classes are great and fantastic, but I still trust myself and I know what to do. I feel confident in what I do. If I have the program right in front of me, I can do on my own. And then even one layer deeper, especially in the realm of movement, in the more meathead realm, How do I know what my body is needing? 
And so instead of just, here's a hamstring workout, this is what it means to work your posterior chain, you know, following a two to one ratio so that we always double up on glutes and hamstrings to prevent our inevitable correctional imbalance or inevitable deviations because of the way we live our life and sit and just all the things we know to be true. How do we also adjust for our stress levels if we're just going to say, here's a program for hamstrings, but how do I know if my body's going to recover from this? Because recovery is it. So there's these layers, right? So of course it's overwhelming. And so then we move into this idea of, okay, we have an idea and a plan in the physical realm, but can we match that in the spiritual realm? Can we match that energetically? If we go from full meathead, learning how to rest and go and trust and know (laughs) with our workouts and understanding the physiology behind what it might mean to be too stressed and not do as much cardio or to be intentional and do a little slower support hypertrophy and all of that kind of moving into energetic it's like oh this is the exact same you can give me a meditation and I'll do it but how do I access this on my own and not even that but deeper of how do I know how to make this a such a daily thing that I never would miss it because it's so impactful for my mental health it's so important it's not just a verbal, I'm taking a hiatus off of social media. This isn't healthy for me. It's just decisions internally of the boundaries that we choose to place and giving ourselves more energy in the places that deserve energy and growth while we cut out the places that don't deserve energy and growth out. (laughs) We only have so much room. I write about that in my book a lot. There's only so much room. So we get to pick and choose and decide where we put our care where do we put our attention and if our attention is on anything that is not in our highest good it will be automatically taking for some from something that is in our highest good like that teeter-totter effect right and so if we recognize that then just knowing it in and of itself is the awareness we need but then because we do need (laughs) some sort of container because we need to have some sort of structure in the world we live in. It's always going to be balanced of feeling and then the structure to execute on what we feel, that 50-50 masculine feminine balance. I think there's a beautiful opening of understanding how to utilize our own emotions, our own thoughts, our own vocabulary for how we feel in a deeper, bigger, broader way. And that is truly the, the root of this birdhouse quiz, which is we know all these modalities for healing are important, um, but how do we understand the container so that when I'm feeling one way, whether it is burnt out and depleted and energetically low because I feel like I gave all of myself all day and now I still have to get my workout in and I still need to figure out how to make 10 minutes for myself and I still need to make dinner for my family. Is there a way that we can start to articulate what that might mean and energetically how to match that? And so that is the deer just because I'm on a trail on the top of a rock and this is full deer medicine. <laughs> and I also walked into this trail 
and the whole trail is covered in yarrow, which if you've followed me for a long time, you know how important this herb is for me. This herb is, it's like the most protecting herb energetically for empaths, for people who have a hard time with boundaries, for people who need to create some energetic distance. Yarrow is a boundary. It's an energetic, powerful support. And it's also Achillea, the root word of this genus is Achillea, which I always think of Achilles and thinking of boundaries as our Achilles heel or lack of boundaries as a tear or a disruption in our Achilles heel, right? We have to hold ourselves to a certain standard with boundaries and respect them. And then therefore they respect us and they give us space. But if we don't have that space, if we don't know how to, it's not even belittling it to just how to say no, but to understand what you're giving. Is it an equal exchange with the people in your life and the energy you spend even on things like social media? Is that an equal exchange? And if not, then change it, period. Just change it. And if you're having a hard time changing it, get a yarrow tincture <laughs> or do this park or this um, walk and find some yarrow. And I'm so thrilled because I'm just so excited about all the things that have been happening and taking shape. And today this hike was just so affirming of figuring out a way to make our own yarrow tinctures for deer, for deer medicine. And I've partnered with Neurosculpting Institute, Lisa Wimberg. She's just incredible. She created a whole type of meditation. I did a podcast with her. She had gotten struck by lightning at a young age and had seizures and used this way of meditation, neurosculpting, to change her brain waves and stop the seizures. I mean, it's the most profound interview. It's so good. It's on platformdaily.com if you want to get quick access to that Meathead Hippie podcast. But she and I are partnering in Denver to start to build out this bird curriculum, right? So what does it mean to have deer meditation? Well, deer meditation is guided meditation. Deer medicine is going on a hike or a walk or a forest. And so finding these people that actually do these experiences and just helping make it way easier for you guys to access. Beluga sound baths, uh, beluga complete badass movement, like really truly like having fun with your, your movement, but also like cold therapy, working into um, water as much as you can, the types of water you drink, hydration, astronomy, astrology. With Impala, it is dance, dance, dance. So we have our Impala class on Thursdays with Jackie, who's just amazing. It's also about free flow movement and freedom and creation and even things like gardening, like fire energy of like planting a seed in the ground and watching it grow. That is very Impala. <laughs> and Rattlesnake, which is very, since it's so thoughtful, it's very, um, it's about dialing in breath work, fire, stability. I'm looking for a jiu-jitsu or kickboxing gym in Denver, but we have an online support for that. So regardless, the whole point being, hello wind. <laughs> oh man. We do get to decide how we take care of ourselves and I believe that we can use certain words and certain things to know what that means and what that looks like and when I am an impala that doesn't feel creative 
I move to deer and that's why I'm on a trail. And when I'm a beluga and I feel depleted, that's why I do breath work, which is why I did breath work this morning. And if I'm a rattlesnake and I am feeling so in my head that I'm going to go to an impala movement medicine and I'm going to dance and get wild and feel free and finally get out of my head and into my body. And if I'm a deer and I feel heavy and I feel really empty and depleted and just in general like taken from um, because of boundaries or just not feeling like we have that individual self anymore, then I go to Beluga and I get inspired by the idea that we are so much bigger than this physical world through astronomy and astrology and personality tests and learning about the things that are so much bigger than our physical realm. And I think for me, if I could recap the process, and you guys know I wrote the book, The Process, when I think of M's process and the poetry that I write and tag under that hashtag and idea of creative expression and being yourself and showing up as yourself and being able to trust the impulses and step into who you are without overthinking it, right? All of these things with the creative thinking process, the do, the feel, the know. And from that place is how we make. Because if we make things and create things and we don't have a healthy relationship with do, we overdo or we underdo, we don't have a healthy relationship with feel, we feel everything and we can't compartmentalize in a way that's healthy, which is very much queen of cups energy, putting containers to things, which is what this bird quiz is all about. And if we don't know, we don't know how to see bigger than our tiny world we're just an ant seeing right in front of us instead of seeing the big picture, then the act of creation is going to inevitably be a circle versus an infinity to always continue to move energy to create something and then let it always have cycles. Because if we create something, we're creating energy and that energy doesn't just go away. So is it going to be something constructive and productive or is it going to be something that ends up being self-destructive and just in general not healthy for who we are our alignment with self so really reevaluating everything and maybe there is a second book of m's process coming out and the cover will be an infinity sign <laughs> but the point being that when i was thinking of i wrote a book a poem m's process poem yesterday put it on instagram and i'll read it for you guys before this podcast closes up but when I think about it, it was like, oh my gosh, Emily, why have I never thought about it this way? My process is this bird quiz. It is understanding when I need to move to deer in beluga and impala and rattlesnake. And the more that I do that and follow that and trust that, the more I expand my own creativity. That is all I want is to be as creative as possible. I want to be so in alignment with myself, which is a full creator that everything I do, the life that I live is just a decision after decision and thought after thought, creating a beautiful ecosystem for me to feel joyous in my ideas and be able to deliver and express my ideas all in hopes that they help change the world. That's really truly what it's all about. And I was thinking so much of <laughs> this bird quiz and how to communicate it. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is the process. M's process is this bird quiz. This is me. 
<laughs> but it's also us. It's all of us. So enjoy it, take it, learn from it, pull the pieces from it, and I'll just keep expanding what we offer through it. I'm going to read you this poem that I wrote as promised. Write, write, write as if the pen will run out of ink the moment you stop and the world will cease turning if the words are forced to be held. To unpour is our sanity. Letters drenching from the page after too long without rain, stopping the match, the wind, the fire from overtaking. Have we burned enough? Hosting our own shadow, bravely seeing ourselves whole, holding it all in, knowing help is on the way. What stands at the end did not stand before. So we write and we work and we wonder with a lightness so contagious that we find in the process that, oh, indeed, this is the process which we meet and hold the most dear. Are we too tense to tumble, too trapped to try, too heavy to look up, too bitter to fly? Later, layer by layer, remembering, discovering, remembering, discovering, the deepest parts are always the most beautiful, for darkness will forever shape a pearl. Thank you for listening to Meathead Hippie. I'll see you guys soon.